That was Morning. a good one. That was a good one. I felt good about that one. Morning. Shh. Oh, no. Beer on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're, back. We're, not doing, we're not doing that again. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. And I'm Jackson. I'm the beer on my pants guy. And <laughs> we we have a guest. And why don't you introduce yourself? Come on. My name is Olivia Justice Countryman. <laughs> it's Hi, times Olivia. like that. It's times like that that I really, I'm really sad that we're an audio only podcast. Because wait, is that beer already open? No, I opened it right now, live for the Z- Zoom. The cut moment. it out. Zoom, Zoom cut, cut it out. out. That's so now you got to chug that and then open another one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. I hate Zoom. This sucks. Oh, I'm you sorry. can change Zoom the settings. I mean, it'll come through on the recording for everybody yeah. else. Okay. I thought Everybody's I thought you just right. We did that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come through in the recording, but yeah, so everybody, if you didn't catch it, Olivia <laughs> went to open her beer can, and it looked like she just kind of like gave up and took the beer can away, <laughs> and then said her name. But she actually did open it. But I guess y'all will hear it. So, hey, so Olivia. now we just look dumb. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Do over. No, this is the stuff the fans like. It's the behind the scenes. What it looks like. We're gonna eat it up. All tens of us. Yes. <laughs> All right, good episode. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I think uh, our our exclusive fan club is basically you and Hagen's mom currently. Is Fuck there any yeah. other active listeners that Larry we know Hilton. of? Tony, Tony uh, Whitlock. Tony. Shout out to Tony. Hi, Tony. Yeah. So that's four. <laughs> so we're doing great. Yeah, we're kicking ass. So... How's everybody doing? It's it's storming like crazy here in Dallas, and I live in a historic building. So uh, I looked over at my record player, and there was water all over it. Oh, so no. it's all good. It, I I reacted quick enough, but that that's been my day so far. How how's everyone else? Adam, how are you? How are your uh, dry pants? Oh, that's great. <laughs> I opened my beer in advance today. What a thing to have to think about. That's like that's like you 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 planned your day out and you were like, okay, yeah. so podcast, and I need to make sure I open my beer before the podcast. All right, all right, I'm good to go now. It was kind of disappointing because I couldn't open it, you know, right at the intro. You could have it look like you open it. Apparently, that's all could, that matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a bunch of sounds, you know, a bunch of samples already. We we only ever drink one drink on the show, but. Jackson just punch a, bu- a bunch of other ones in there. Yeah, we don't yeah. we don't we don't actually drink ever on the podcast. Jackson no. just puts in all the sound bites to make it sound like we drink. <laughs> that is heartbreaking. As a fan, that is heartbreaking to hear. If I, if, if I could, if I could, just I just go ahead. assumed that this was like y'all's party time. That this is the where you have the most fun ever. I assume that by the end of it. At least Dave is drunk, if not anyone else. Just to pull yeah, back probably. the curtain, I have I have this I have this giant bottle of two more do right here. I've got two beers ready to go. Like we're 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 all set. We we're drinking. Sounds like it's all for show. I've got it's my yeah, these, coffee. These bottles are just tea. They're not whiskey. <laughs> yeah. For audio podcast. I, 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 I oh took this God. giant bottle of Thule and I filled it with tea. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. Poured out the Thule. It's like what all the Christian conservative kids do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try to act hardcore. <laughs> all right, is that enough warm up for everyone? Olivia, did you enjoy our? I think I'm gonna, you know, our pre 
pre-start of the show or pre-show i'm gonna put some of your thoughts of uh last week's episode which i strongly disagree with i strongly disagree with your choice to put them out (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's a little bit of a fraud you kind of tricked me into that one (laughs) it 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 was uh yeah last week was i uh, we felt like we were in control going into it and then about halfway through i got that gut feeling of like oh my god we're 30 minutes in i gotta just keep going i can't stop so. No, for, for me, it was as soon as I opened that beer, it was all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I obviously prepared because I wore my like Phoebe Bridgers sweatpants, so I really thought about last week. Which, by the way, that's not I that. Hold wanted... on, stop. That's not preparing. That's bullshit. That's that's a fucking that's some bullshit preparation right there. Well, okay, so that's I just want to give dressed. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I did. I I do want to give a. a, a very generous thank you to Phoebe Bridgers, not only for releasing what is probably the best sounding record this year, but for also sharing uh, my butt on your Instagram post uh, because you got us like 150 more uh, views than we normally would. And then also, I think we got like 15 new followers. So thank you, Phoebe Bridgers. We if any of the listeners, so welcome. You're one of those dozen. Yes. We're very happy you're here, and uh, hopefully you stick around. If you don't, that's totally okay. Um, Phoebe Bridgers is still great, even if uh, she duped you into listening to us. That that air horn wasn't <laughs> meant to be like a, a fuck you, Phoebe Bridgers. That was like a yeah, fuck yeah, but it, it came it, off as uh, It came off not, too quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can make it louder. Should I make that louder? No, no. no. <laughs> that's the kind of post-editing that can't happen. Kind <laughs> Yeah, our editing guy would hate us for that, so I don't think we should piss him off. No, I'm happy to piss him off. <laughs> Man, okay, I just, also, I'm going to maybe pull the curtains back one more time before we get into the reason why we're here. Do we but still Hagen have last... curtains then? Yes, of course. They're just gone and at Hag... this point. <laughs> Hagen last week was, during my little mini deep dive that I sprung on the listeners, was complaining and then afterwards and i knew this was gonna happen he's like that was so cool that was such a good idea i didn't say i didn't say it was so cool i didn't say it was so cool i said we should do that again i didn't say it was the coolest thing i said we need to do that again that was a that was a funny thing to do it was good content i didn't like the format was good content i loved it shut up shut up I just got an interesting text, but only Adam and I will know what it said. So that's oh, a little no. sizzle forever. Why the, All right, why, the why are we here? Why the fuck would you actually well, say I just that? have to say I am. I'm really excited to be oh, here. Yeah. I am like maybe one of your biggest fans. I have to say one of the joys of my life has been emailing the show on a regular basis. Just you know to keep those lines of communication wide open, guys. Keep them, keep them going. And I thought, in honor of uh, my fan, my my enjoyment of the show for years now, and really just my longtime admiration of who you guys are in the Denton music scene and have been for a while, I thought we should make this uh, one of my favorite episodes and institute a drinking game. Because all of my favorite episodes have a drinking game. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Which is the Britney Spears episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Olivia, before you move forward, should I 
say our topic for this week or should you say your drinking game because i'm very worried what the drinking game might be (laughs) well i was well first of all i am super excited to come on and talk about hamilton with you guys because that is probably also one of the better episodes you've ever done i really enjoyed it and i love talking about hamilton but i thought the uh the thing and you guys we can workshop this in the moment uh that the drinking game could be any time I tr- cross the line into the, like, over-attached fangirl mode, and it's just too thick, just way maybe a little much, that that's the moment. That we, that like, so call are it. we already in the yeah. deficit of two? That's what I was about to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, that could be, yeah. I don't have enough be. whiskey for this game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I mean, we can workshop it in the moment. That's just an idea, getting the conversation going. That's we it, should also go ahead and lay the boundaries or draw our, our line in the sand that Olivia is a super fan, but she's also a friend before she was a super fan of ours. So if you're a super fan and think you can get on the show, it's probably not going to happen. I'm just I'm sorry <laughs> to say it. I just want to be that guy. <laughs> so sad. All those people that started listening because of Phoebe are just like, turn it off. Just done. Like, there goes their opportunity. Yeah, fair enough. I like- I like I like the, the the drinking game idea. I think you're you might have to call on yourself more than we will. I feel mm, like okay. I feel like yeah, there's, we're not going to call you out for that. I feel like we might, <laughs> but it's 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 tricky. So I feel like you might have to just call yourself out a little bit. Uh, that's that's my only thought. Really, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great game. Or here, I'm going to go ahead and uh, you know uh, run with that, Hagen and. The four of us are going to be uncomfortable doing that, including Olivia. Why don't we just get our most brazen host on the show, most outspoken host on the show to call Olivia out anytime it happens? Album, will you take that on for us? <laughs> no, thank you. Aww. How about how about every time Album calls her out, then we have to take two shots? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Five o'clock, guys. Dave is just <laughs> looking at his bottle of vodka there, or whiskey. No whichever. whiskey. I'm, I got like one shot left. Oh well, that's <laughs> not good enough. I feel so limited. Would you do that? <laughs> good. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna Uber Eats you some whiskey right now. Just 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 wait a second. It'll be on the way. Just I hear his doorbell it. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he I runs off. Dare you. <laughs> So the reason why uh, we're here today, the topic, and I'm sure I'm I'm not even sure how we're gonna word this in like just a you know two to four letter letter uh, title. I guess Adam and I we're gonna have to workshop that on our own time. You mean but, two to four words, not letters. Yeah, well, if you if you're feeling that lucky, okay. <laughs> um, so the reason we're here, we wanted to do this for a while, you know, but you know, a huge thing in music, a huge issue or just something that's uh, very prevalent is exclusivity in music. And what we kind of mean about that is uh, if you look around music, not just, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan of like, you know, this emo scene, which is very prominently white dudes wearing flannel. So, uh, and by the way, I'm wearing, I'm a white dude wearing flannel right now. So (laughs) that's kind of, you know, the topic of today is just discussing it, you know, and we didn't want it to be just four white guys saying, you know, oh, well, here's what we could do better, all that kind of stuff. We wanted to get a little bit of insight uh, from a female musician. So that's why we wanted to have Olivia on. And Olivia, you are a musician. And I am. even though you said that uh, before we started uh, recording that you've had a lifestyle change, but I think everyone right now has had a lifestyle change. And 
there are different levels of musicians. There's the musicians who just, you know, play covers at their house and never play to anyone else. But there's also the ones who are, you know, the Phoebe Bridgers of the world who are, you know, breaking boundaries and stuff like that. So, you know, I wouldn't write yourself off just because there's a little bit of a um, lifestyle change, I suppose. Well, thank you. I appreciate the encouragement to come back, <laughs> to re-enter the field. Yeah. So I guess, you know, starting off with this and my thoughts on the matter is, you know, music is very much a boys club. I mean, anything and everything in the world is a boys club. And I think the biggest thing for me is knowing my, you know, ingrained prejudice and stuff like that. And I know that's really hard for people to talk about is that, you know, no matter who you are, you have some prejudice in you, whether, you know, it's racial, sexual, or, you know, based off of gender, that kind of stuff. So, you know, acknowledging that and learning from that. That's my hope from this. And um, I'm not sure where really to start off from here. I, I'd, I'd hate to just throw you on the spot like that, Olivia. Well, uh, I am the most type A of musicians, and I have prepared questions oh, for you guys. Man. Awesome. I actually, uh, we're turning this around. This is a reverse interview. I have questions for the three of you who are musicians. So sorry, Adam, this one's not for you. That's, uh, okay. That's normal. <laughs> <laughs> so question number one, have you, when you've walked into a music store, had the store employee come up and ask you what your boyfriend was looking for? No, I have no. not. Oh, no, okay. No. That's never happened to you. It happened to me. Uh, Okay, so have you ever had somebody talk about your music performance in terms of how you looked on stage? Yes. <laughs> really? Only, only yeah. someone I Dave, was dating. say more about this. How did you get hurt? Where did it hurt you? Oh, it didn't. No, it was just people saying, like, I've had comments like, oh, that was a good performance. You looked uh, very sweaty. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. I was very sweaty. <laughs> so that yeah, kind of hurts. Out, but... It's kind of hot up there. Yeah, yeah right. In Texas. That's that's a that's about the extent of uh, of my experience with it as well. It's it's been it's been like, oh, you looked uh, bored on stage, or oh, you looked sweaty on stage, or it's it's never been anything else but just that. But yeah. here's what I'm guessing, Olivia, is that you know anything we're talking about, uh, you know, as I said, the only comment I've gotten about my appearance would be from a girlfriend, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it would be after, you know, it would be after the fact of her saying, hey, you kicked ass, or like, you sounded great, that kind of thing. So, yeah. but I'm I'm guessing what you're referring to is that's maybe the only or the leading comment. It can be. I mean, it kind of all depends on who's, who's the one talking about it. Um, so I guess my next question is, has you ever had somebody hang around after the show just trying to either buy you a drink or talk to you or get your phone number, or like some kind of like, I'm hooking up with a musician tonight vibe. Well, I mean, I'm a bass player. So it happens every show? <laughs> it never happens. Dick, don't say that. Bass players are so underrated. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but no, obviously, you know, all jokes aside, no. Especially not on the level of any female musician would ever experience that. Yeah, no, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere close to anything like that. I, the, only, the only thing that's ever happened to me like that was when we used to run house shows and there were you know, just a load of drunk people being drunk and that was it. So 
yeah those were the stomping grounds the jungle i would say for that kind of thing and even (laughs) then it was regardless of you being a musician so that's right this is what you got when you went to house show yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no i i never and you know i'm gonna get on my high horse right here but you know i'm i'm the singer of a band and uh I think Do I've you been play guitar? Hit on. Are you are you a guitar player too? Is that yeah that, yeah yeah? Oh yeah. okay yeah sure. I, I have a custom guitar, so for all the Phoebe Bridgers fans, <laughs> I'm pretty official. Um, he, he literally the he, other day in a, in a band meeting talked about how one of his songs is like his Hallelujah. I did say that. You did say <laughs> that. Did. You said that. Yep. Did. Huh. Well, that's just really not great. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I won't name the song, but I also did say, what did I say? That's my hallelujah. That's my uh, all along the watchtower. And then I, I had like a brain blast moment. And I said, oh, let's call it hallelujah to semicolon all along the watchtower. <laughs> but no. moving on. Um, oh, my God. I just, uh, yeah, no, I've been hit on once at a show. And it wasn't even aggressive. And my girlfriend was right next to me. Uh, and we were both just very, you know, flabbergasted by it. So yeah, never in any uncomfortable manner. No. Cool. Well, I have about like seven more of these questions, but I'm already getting the vibe that like, these are a solely woman experience things having happening. Uh, yeah. Now I think that was kind of, kind of my idea of this. So when we're talking about the, the, um, difficulty of making it in the boys club of being a musician, like, I don't think there's any way to talk about this without recognizing that the Venn diagram of, and I'm using my hands because this is a purely audio format, um, which is a deep cut to the jokes about you guys making fun of Hagen for doing things on the purely audio format. This is one of the <laughs> it moments. It happens a lot. Yep. Pop it. This is, that's it. <laughs> I thought Hagen was going to pull out like a maraca or a, a shaker and use his hands. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, they're pouring a shot right now. See, this is this is the kind of thing I envision when I listen, guys. Yeah, by the way, Olivia, here's the best part of it. So they, the three of them, drink, and I don't drink. So I whenever know. they start drinking during an episode, I'm like, cool. I got to start talking. I can't stop talking. And that's literally what I'm doing right now. And they're <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> and we just took a shot. There you go. <laughs> so much. I want you guys to know, this is going to be the highlight of my month. This is so awesome. Oh my is that another drink for you guys? Or no, you're not doing it like that. <laughs> There's that's a radius a, clause. That's a, that's a sip. Drink take, of my drink drink. I'm not doing that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Oh, yeah. You, uh, your new whiskey hasn't been delivered yet. It's not coming. It's not coming. I'm sorry. They, they it's too. <laughs> they it's said too they compl- can't. No, no, no. It's just too complicated or to like have alcohol delivered on Uber Eats. That's all. I saw a sign for this app that was I can't remember what it was called. It was had something with the word bear in it, which makes There's, this a really irrelevant point if you don't remember the name of the app. But it was just for alcohol delivery. Was it called yeah, Drizzly? I've seen, I've seen that ad too. Yeah. Called Drizzly, I think. I think it's or something like that. It's I thought it's maybe Drizzly or Grizzly, one of the two. Yeah, Grizzly. That was it. Okay, guys, yeah. I think this is the first thing that's going to make the chopping block. I'm cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Olivia, what were you talking about on the sure. Venn diagram? I apologize. So I, no, this was me. This one was on me. Uh, so in the Venn diagram, of if you're going to talk about any of the boys club of music, you also have to talk about the boys club of existence, right? The, the, ex, the, the Venn diagram of general discrimination and harassment that women and non-binary folks experience and the event where you experience it in the music industry there is a lot 
of overlap. So a lot of the things that I think we could even talk about today, we could just take the word music and gigs and stage right out of it and put like target and sidewalk in instead and it would be the exact same. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, yeah. I was talking about this topic with my fiance and and asking her from like for her perspective on the whole thing and she just kept giving examples from other industries as well and I was like, "Well, we're talking about music." She's like, "It still happens everywhere else." I'm like, "Son of a bitch, it does." <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, as much in something like this, you want there to be, like, obviously we want no discrimination anywhere, but, like, if you're going to at least try and make, quote-unquote, baby steps, which is not what I'm arguing for, um, you know, you would like to think that there's at least some umbrella for those who are being uh, discriminated against, whether it be work or, you know, their hobby, you know, stuff like that, but that's just very much not the case, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that make this makes this particularly insidious in the music industry is that when you're talking about female musicians and going into what is their chosen career path, and now there's barricades to them in gendered ways that we have removed through laws in most other places. But because the music industry, I mean, you guys aren't unionized, probably. You guys don't have like, oh, I know I'm going to be able to make this amount of money where I can go get my health insurance, like... None of these good supportive things where the laws have helped other industries have touched the music industry. Yeah, there's there's no there's no HR department in the music business. <laughs> right? Yeah, and that that's a great point because there are so many issues like that, you know, just as simple as getting musicians health insurance and if we can't even expect that, you know, that I never even thought of it that way that, you know, this is illegal in a quote unquote nine to five, whatever you want to, not that music isn't that kind of job because it should be respected as such. Um, but there, there just aren't those things set up. Like they're a musician making $50 at a dingy club is the same musician as Beyonce making however many millions, uh, playing a single night. So yeah, it's such a huge swath. Um, I did see, uh, I was watching on, Jim Adkins podcast YouTube show of Jimmy World. Uh, he had Tegan Quinn from Tegan and Sarah on, and she was talking about, she mentioned this because if you don't know Tegan and Sarah, they're identical twins and um, they are both gay and, you know, they're both, you know, females or women. I, and the whole thing that she kept trying to get home was she would she has made it in the music industry she is a very there the band is very big especially you know where whatever level of success but this is their job and the big issue she was having is you know here she is making the money and being you know fortunate to do that and then she's still getting a tech that she's hired that she's paying She's paying their bill and the tech is coming up, you know, trying to get her to like, oh, so uh, what's your uh, keyboard setup? What's your guitar setup? Like, what's your uh, pedals? And she was just kind of really taken aback from that about this like very, um, you know, you're not a real musician unless you're X, Y and Z. And she was super frustrated by that because she said, you know, you wouldn't have somebody come up to somebody who has made it in the music industry who's a man. And if they didn't know all their pickup setups and all the electronics in their guitar and then start scoffing at them because of that. Yeah. Getting quizzed on the technical side of things. 
Yeah, so she said that, you know, now she's almost 40 years old and has been in the industry for like 20 years almost and is now at the point where she's just like, I don't even want to learn music theory as like in spite. Like she's like, maybe my life would be a little easier if I did that, but I feel like that would be proving those people right or something like that. Well, and you guys mentioned last week on the podcast the the there's a lot of people who can say that they don't know music theory and it's like a point of pride. That it's almost being like, oh, home taught, homegrown, like, you know, almost like the music is in your bones and you don't need anybody to show it to you on staff on a page. And I think that's a fangirl moment. Just gonna (laughs) referencing things from last week's episode. It's okay if you guys need to take half shots. I understand that's a lot of alcohol for anyone. I mean, Dave is kind of, you know, rationing. Yeah, I'm rationing. That's fair. That's fair. Dave, I want you to know just um, this is the final. I promise this will be the last for a second. But I'm going to take a page from your book of life advice that was last week. You should probably publish this and say to people who I see only wearing their masks over their mouths and not their noses, <laughs> it goes over your nose. Or what did you? It's supposed to go over it's your supposed nose. Supposed to go over your nose. That's right. That's right. That'll <laughs> count right. as just one. <laughs> yeah, it's just I lumped it together for you know everybody's liver. Yeah, this is a very uh, serious topic for us to get drunk into. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know if I was going to bring the, the whiskey in here today, and then uh, I'm, I guess I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, also, I don't think it's a good look for the four guys on the podcast to be getting drunk when we're trying to, you know, be exclusive. <laughs> Inclusive, I guess. I'm drinking too, so I think I think we're going equal f- field there. But I just say, I think in conversations like this, like, yeah, it's it's touchy. It's difficult. We're all afraid of saying the wrong thing and being perceived as something that's really ugly and not something that we are. So I don't know. I kind of invite us to be gracious with each other, to understand that we've got good hearts and maybe we're going to say things wrong, but that's okay. Like if we're going to have a yeah. real conversation. We need permission to say it wrong. Well said. Yeah. yeah. And we, we have enough time that we can talk anything out that, you know, I'm probably going to say something stupid at some point. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the leverage. <laughs> Yeah, peek behind the curtain. <laughs> Dave says stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. It's just so mean. So when I came on the podcast years ago, I was legit concerned that Hagen and Jackson had a toxic friendship and that you guys like actually hated each other. And now I'm concerned that you guys are just mean to Dave. No, no, Dave. On 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 like Save a weekly me. on Save a <laughs> on a weekly basis, Dave tells me to to get my shit together. What, what's the what, smarten the fuck you, up? That's that's the, the phrase. Up, that's the phrase I, mean, I you, get all the time. Do you listen to him, or do I you feel, just? I feel like I'm trying. Do you diminish but, him? No, I I love when he tells me to smarten the fuck up, but he does it frequently, and I'm trying. <laughs> do y'all want a uh, little anecdote about Dave that I don't think he even knows that I know? That could be dangerous. So, no, it's nothing Dude, terrible. I'm sweating. So, before Dave and I were really good friends, uh, he met me and my girlfriend, my girlfriend and I, at a, uh, you know, I think it was like Harvest House or something. And for anyone who doesn't know my girlfriend and I, we are very much what you hear on this podcast, that is how we act in real life. And we're always razzing each other and being you know, shitty to each other. Our friends, you know, sometimes are like, oh, do they hate each other? But so I personally this was before Dave fan. even really knew me. And I think he told this to Hagen. Uh, but he said something like, hey, I think Jackson might be abusive to Keeley. And then <laughs> Hagen 
laughed his ass off and told Keely that, my girlfriend, and Keely said, oh my God, can you believe Dave said this? Isn't that hilarious? We gotta ramp up our antics. <laughs> I probably meant verbally abusive. Yes, yeah, Because yeah, I yeah. know she would kick your ass. Oh yeah, she would. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely the first time I saw you guys together, I was like, geez, man, you are being cold. <laughs> It goes back and forth. That's how our whole friend group is. But then after the you know podcast, Hagen's gonna tell me how good of an idea my uh, mini deep dive was. So it works out. I, I but I off just, the record, I hate you so much. Okay, so Olivia, I'm curious about what the other questions are. You kind of oh. backed away from them. Yeah, I just I felt I don't know. I felt like I was going to a dark place quickly. Uh, That's fine. We can go dark. Let's okay. go dark. So have you ever had anyone try to look at your underwear uh, up your dress while you were on stage? Has that happened to you? No. Okay, no. that definitely happened to me at, uh, at Andy's. Ooh. Ugh. Jesus. This is good for us. We need to know these things. <laughs> it's terrible. We like, we're peeling back the underbelly of society in a really just visceral way. But it's good. The thing is, is that I bet all of us know, like guys who i thought about this as you asked the the questions earlier i I can think of guys that i know who are like yeah i've been hit on when i have come off stage like all the girls want to hook up with me and it's like you're not getting the point of any of what like like you think you're cool for this and i i'm I'm imagining them in this exact situation answering those questions that way and i'm like I, i can only imagine those guys in this like exact scenario of like with a girl in person, it's shitty. And guys don't, especially with musicians, like they have no idea how to act, and it's it's awful. Like there's there's no education for this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that comes back to that idea, and I I don't want to use the word inherent prejudice because I don't think there's any inherent prejudice. I don't think you know a baby is not racist, a baby is not sexist. That's something that society or someone actually teaches them. Uh, but you know, I I think there for some reason among musicians there's this idea of like that's part of the lifestyle and you know especially male musicians like that's just a and they don't challenge it at all Uh, and then as soon as they're asked to challenge it by saying like if olivia you were to ask one of those people that these same questions they're going to immediately throw up the hard shell and start saying oh yeah well i've been hit on it's not that big of a deal and like you can just say no and it's you know, and then that brings us to the conversation of privilege. And, you know, privilege is often used as um, something, you know, when we're talking about race, but like privilege goes everywhere. I mean, I have the genetic lottery of being a straight white male in America. Like, so that's something that is just, I have that privilege and I accept that and I acknowledge it and I try to use, you know, whatever privilege I have to help those otherwise. And I guess that gets into the situation of me trying to be the, the white knight, but you know, I don't know. I think, I think there's kind of a a line there. Like the way it was phrased to me by somebody who uh, was not a member of the privileged class said, you know, you don't have to think that you're a part of the problem, but you need to recognize that the problem exists and that you directly benefit from the problem and then move from there. That it's that, that there is a direct benefit that, you know, I'm a white person. I directly benefit from institutional racism. Like the, yeah. there, And there's a reckoning of that. And it doesn't feel good. doesn't make you have nice thoughts. But it needs to, from that has to be the starting point. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, and I think what I was trying to get towards with my comments on that was that, you know, we really use the term privilege for racism, but it goes all around. I mean, like in this exact situation, uh, like what we were talking about specifically is, you know, there are just certain privileges that a male musician getting off stage and being aggressively hit on because it can happen. It can go both ways where, you know, a man can be hit on too aggressively and it's like, hey, you're crossing bounds. But there is still that, you know, privilege that you have to accept that, hey, it's a lot easier for you to turn this down because, you know, that's just how it is. And I, I, and I don't know your... how to explain that. I, I really don't. And that, that comes with privilege is that it can be tough to explain, but it's there and you have to acknowledge it. There's the there's a, the percentage of how often that happens, too, compared to women, which is like, I, I mean, I have no idea what it is, but it's like it's insanely low. Like, I mean, that that happening to guys, how many times have we got have, have the, you know, the three of us played gigs and that's happened? It's so rare. Uh, and how many times does that happen to a female musician? I mean, that's it's 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 insane. Uh, and then if that happens to a guy half the time, probably over half the time, they're bragging about it because they think it's super right. fucking cool. Uh, and it's I'm not going to say that it's like not cool because maybe you like this person or attracted or whatever. I, I have no idea. But it's there's there's some level of it that's like you're not seeing the full picture. You're not seeing the full scope of what's happening there. Well, here's the here's the big big example of that would be like you know if if someone comes up to me after a show, I'm not anticipating to be hit on. Olivia, if someone comes up to you after a show, are you like, all right, this person's gonna hit on me? I would say I have my my like all my radars on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I have no, I don't have any of that. So that's the difference. Is like we get to exist just going through the world that way. We don't have to think about those things. That's a great point. Um. Olivia, I don't know. I Some of the female musicians I've known over the years have expressed this as an issue for them. And it's been hard for me to understand as a vocalist. But I, you know, you play guitar, you play uh, mandolin. I don't know if I you play, play bass other... too. Okay, there you go. That's but why you I'm also such a sing. Bass fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you also sing. So you're typically playing an instrument and singing at the same time. But. I don't know if this is an issue for you, but I've I've had this expressed to me in the past that, you know, it's frustrating as a female musician um, coming off stage and the very first thing they say is, oh, commenting on your voice, uh, whereas, you know, that wouldn't necessarily be the case. I, I don't know if that's, you know, been an issue for you or bothersome, but that's been something for me ever since I became aware of that. I have tried to understand it a little bit more and it, it's kind of hard because it's different for everyone. So uh, help me understand. So you're saying that when you've come off stage, while you're both singing and playing guitar, people will comment immediately in your voice and you wish that there was maybe a little bit more 50-50 admiration for your guitar chops too? I believe so, yeah. And that and just talking about songwriting or just like the music as a whole instead of just like only talking about because, you know, as much as you would like to think that there's an uh, even split of the amount of male musicians and female musicians there are less so whenever a female musician goes up and is playing music the first thing that they notice is like oh your voice sounds different than a man that kind of thing no the first thing they notice is how they look is, yeah. oh man i hate that so much <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, but I think about it. Like I was thinking about this when we were get when I was getting all set up. Uh, when I prepared my microphone and everything before we actually got rolling. Um, that was a, that's a subtle dig. Um, <laughs> just all the more subtle when you point it out. But that uh, you know when we think about the singers, I think of two British singers in particular, and I can't remember the name of the woman who won the like Britain's Got Talent thing that was like she was a phenomenal singer but it was like oh she's phenomenal and it's coming out of a totally common looking person's body are you talking about susan boyle yes susan boyle great singer and everybody's like oh my god how could she sing well she looks so normal right yeah that's why i don't I like think that. that's what they were saying either i don't think they were saying she looked right normal. yeah i think yeah. it was a little bit more mean-spirited than that well yeah. i didn't want to say it yeah you gotta say it Oh, I have to say it? You don't okay. have to, but... Whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, Adele. You put Adele on the same thing. Adele is not somebody that would normally... She doesn't look like Taylor Swift. I'll just say that. She doesn't look like Taylor Swift. And right. it's kind of... Part of her magic is not only is she the second coming of Aretha Franklin, but she also has a body that doesn't match what we think a beautiful voice should look like out of a woman. Well, and even, like, she's been getting a lot of flack recently for her weight loss. And she she decides to make a change in her life, and people are like, "What are you? Are you ashamed of being overweight at some point? Like, just leave her alone. She's making healthy life choices for her, obviously, and trying to do something different." Yeah. How about just like don't fucking comment? Yeah, just don't comment. <laughs> don't on, comment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it, it like started because she posted something on Instagram, and then also her trainer posted stuff about what they were doing, and then it just blew up. It's like she's allowed to post whatever on Instagram. Her trainer posting like whatever they did is their routine is a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like putting that online for anyone to see. That's it. That's all. Like like I think it should end at good for you. Awesome. Like Yeah, you know. and you would hope that like and I hate to bring this up, but you know, with the whole everybody realizing that uh Chadwick Bozeman had cancer and now looking back at, you know, his dramatic weight loss and people saying like, Oh, what happened to him, all that kind of stuff. You would hope people, you know, treat these, it, and it doesn't even go to just celebrities. Maybe that person from high school that you know, and you look at their, uh, you know, Instagram or whatever now, and you're like, "Damn, what happened to them? Are they on drugs?" And it's like you don't know. You yeah, just, you never know. You just don't know. So like, don't be a dick. Like, and and that's there's this really good uh, speech that David Foster Wallace did about like you know. You can get really angry at somebody while driving and honk and be really angry and let it ruin your day or angry at somebody in the grocery store. But it should be a mental exercise to really think about what could have happened to that person to make them cut in front of me. Maybe they're having a really shitty day and me flicking them off and getting angry at them is really unwarranted. Everybody slips up. So that kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. But this is also what we're talking about is a really high bar for humanity. Right? Like, I think we should recognize this is a really high bar. Well, and if you think about where this, you know, where this comes from, the female's role in society in the 40s and 50s, you know, like the housewife society, that kind of a thing, um, a big part of that was making sure they looked good for their husbands. And I'm just like, as a disclaimer, I'm so glad we're away from that because <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, that seems to have bled into a whole bunch of different industries and now there's like a thousand different oh go ahead oh no please i was waiting for the right moment there's a thousand different um like makeup companies and things like that that women have to pay attention to and and 
the level of expectation on women's beauty is just so unattainable for the, the average person that the cards are already stacked against females. I heard <laughs> that one. Did that I one got come to some. I heard that bit. one. We heard some of it. Zoom really just doesn't want you drinking on, on meetings. I even adjusted the settings so it wouldn't like try and limit me, but oh, apparently yeah. you did. I'm sorry. So uh, I have a I have a question that's that's kind of I mean it's definitely for Olivia but it's also kind of for Dave too because we have two different sides of music school here. Um, uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> I think I from from my experience and from my just just watching I used to play a game in when I was in music school I used to play a game of like guessing what uh, school or what part of the school what instrument somebody played or whatever. And um, there was it was it was just really fun to just look around the school and see different people and and everything. But it seemed to me that very quickly you can tell the experience from just being in classical or jazz or you know orchestra or band or whatever is very different. But I think obviously a larger one is being a a, a man or a woman, especially in I I, I think classical and jazz both deal with a, a large part of this, especially in voice. Um, I, I, the way the way that I kind of thought about it was that opera and classical music is so split up into genders already because we have to we're split up into voice parts so clearly, and it makes sense, right? I mean that that on some level that makes sense. It is biological um, in some ways. Yeah. yeah, but I also think that on some level maybe the choice of uh, of opera or maybe the choice of who's in charge of the department or whatever. Maybe that, I, I think that could be problematic in some level, but I just, on a larger level, just want to know, was your experience in music school um, any, like, could you notice anything that was sexist, I guess? Offensive, shitty. Oh, I, I didn't experience anything like that. At least not that I was aware of. I mean, 19-year-old me was a lot less culturally competent in some of these ways than I am now. Uh, but I actually think that there's a lot in the music school. So the only thing that was a really liked marked difference between the genders was that if you were a woman, that was stiff competition to do anything. And I came from the classical side of things. So I have a degree in music history. I'm two classes away from degree in theory. That's how cool I am. Uh, uh, but it was if you were a woman like there were a lot of other women that you were going to have to duke it out against in auditions and for guys like it just wasn't as bad a competition and that isn't to say that they weren't equally amazing singers but they just didn't have as many people to fight against and I think that's a byproduct of men being discouraged from pursuing the arts with this idea of like now you got to fill this male stereotype you know maybe you've got to provide for a family someday or all these things that you guys are forced to live up to right yeah on the other side of it I didn't really notice it a lot what I did notice was that um, uh, typically the women in the jazz programs that I've experienced that I've come into contact with they've had to be they've had to have thicker skin than than in in a lot of cases the guys because they had to address that stuff head on and not be afraid to you know you think of a female a young female being a band leader in a jazz group and in some cases you have older men in your band as your as your side men and so you have to corral those men and tell them like no listen motherfucker this is what this is what i want i did say that right so in in those ways it was a little almost like surprising in a good way 
but I've heard stories. There's a lot of stuff going around now about like reform in art schools specifically as, as it relates to inequality and stuff like that. And people were telling stories, you know, a lot of women were telling stories about their experiences. So even though I didn't see anything outright that I can remember right now, at the same time, because a friend of mine, you know, told some of those stories, was brave enough to tell those stories, that was happening under my nose. Mm. I didn't know any of this stuff was happening. And, like, you know, I'm kind of mortified by some of the things that I've heard. Well, that's a part of shame culture that goes around sexual harassment. Like, that there is so much inherent, like, oh, I shouldn't talk about this. It's embarrassing. It's very personal. You know, it brings out those things that typically we would think of being very private parts of us. So, yeah, I can understand why people don't talk about it. But that's part of change is, is being willing to enter that conversation. That's why I like you guys. You're willing to have a potentially uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, That's of course. why I'm your number one fan. Let's keep emailing you. And, and here's <laughs> the thing about that, though, is people have this idea that, like, oh, we can't have this conversation because it's uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable isn't necessarily a bad thing. It'll make you, you know, it'll make you more open, hopefully, to hear other people's experiences. I mean, they're just like, as I get older, I try, because you know, I don't want to get to the point in my life where I don't feel like I've never known my parents. So I've tried to, you know, as I'm getting older, have actual dialogue with my parents other than that, like, you're my dad, you're my mom. So with that, I've tried to do stuff with like my mom and, you know, just like, you know, have actual conversations. And there are just things that come out that you're just like, you know, you're a person too, you know, and as much as that is painful to hear that your parents are floundering through the world just as much as you (laughs) it's it's so valuable and it's good to be uncomfortable I, i think it's the same reason that we like movies like marriage story because they're not good to watch they don't feel great but they make you feel stuff that's a bit uncomfortable and you can relate to it that kind of stuff and i think these conversations are super valuable for that reason and i don't want to dominate it I keep telling you why I, you know, think this is important, but I'm going to do it. I, I, I personally okay, you felt... You can edit yourself out. <laughs> I personally No, I actually great. haven't figured that out yet, Dave. <laughs> I, I felt great watching Marriage Story. I think it's... Oh, I think that... I, I felt awesome the whole time watching that movie. I think... You're I think weirdo, that like man. I can't watch I, it. Like, my husband keeps saying, hey, we need to watch this movie, especially last year. And I was just like, mm-mm. It's going to be too, we're like, we're going to go out of here and like file for divorce. Like we just can't. Yeah. It's Best be movie bad. of last year. I cried like maybe on five different occasions and yep. my girlfriend was asleep and she woke up as like the credits rolled and I was sobbing and she's like, what just happened? And I was like, don't worry about it. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Did you yell that to her? Oh, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> I think, I think like to go back to what you were saying, Jackson, about, you know, like being uncomfortable and that's. I think that's something that I have always been uncomfortable when it comes to learning most things. Like when it comes to learning in school, I was super anxious and nervous and I was super like, if I, if I, if, if I want something, I'm nervous and anxious about it and learning something that is important, I get nervous and anxious about it. And I think a lot of people are actually like really afraid to learn stuff. I think that we've learned uh, if I could say this in just the, the harshest way possible, not the harshest way, but I think that a lot of people we've seen in the world now just are afraid to learn about being a good person, about how about what empathy is, about how to actually think for yourself and not just like follow whatever. Well, um, because that, that presumes, you know, when someone admits that they need to learn those things, they're also admitting that they're not good enough at it. 
Yeah, right, right. And and but and that's a thing that's like, you know, I I I maybe it's just like anxiety, maybe it's nerves, maybe it's like coming up in an art because arts make you be better constantly. Um whatever it is, but I think that, you know, pushing yourself obviously is is a very important thing to keep learning. Uh, but I think that like, no matter what, if you want to learn something and you want to be better at something, you're going to end up being uncomfortable. Like you're going to be uncomfortable at some point in time. And it, it just surprises me that people are just so adverse to that. They just don't want, they just, they they really, really just do not want to be uncomfortable in any, any aspect. They like, they, they can't even start to open their eyes to learn something because they're just that much afraid of feeling uncomfortable and feeling maybe bad or like unsure. I mean, I get it on some level, but you've had to have felt that at some point in your life and you've had to have seen the results at some point being good. It just, it just, yeah. it, it baffles so me. If, if I could tie this back to music is, is that what we know, talk about? Do we talk about music here? Is this, I don't know. Music Dave sometimes? gets really mad if I mention video games. I don't really understand. <laughs> we should talk about video games. <laughs> Trust um, me, it's coming. I'm working fall, on it. Fall guys later. Um, fall guys later. <laughs> so, but to tie it back to music is that like what Hagen was saying, every musician has been uncomfortable learning their, their instrument. So, what, but you did it because you've been told, hey, 10,000 hours, blah, 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 whatever. Um, you are going to get better at it. But for some reason, it, you know, every time, like what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast is, you know, or this topic was, you know, I have gotten to the point in my life where I have, you know, accepted that no matter how hard I try, I have been ingrained with some societal prejudice as much as I hate it. But I, I accept it. And I try my best to work on it. But even though I'm working on it, I do need to accept it's there. And but here's the thing. So whenever that was brought to my attention by somebody and they told me, hey, I think you have these, you know, prejudice that you don't realize. As soon as they said that, it was very difficult. Of course, I shut them out. And I was like, no, that's not, not possible. But now I'm at the point where I really I'm glad that person brought that up to me. And now I really think about it. And every time it's brought to my attention, I think, oh, man, that was so uncomfortable at first. And it's still slightly uncomfortable, but in a good way. You shouldn't be comfortable with that. You should, you know, if I were to tell you, hey, by the way, what you just said was a little sexist, you should be uncomfortable. You shouldn't just immediately be like, oh, yeah, well, fuck it. So, (laughs) I mean, so what I'm trying to say is you can treat these things like anything like your instrument you can just it you're always working to get better at something i guess is what i'm trying to say in a weird way yeah growth comes through the vulnerability if you're not feeling vulnerable you're never going to grow and that means existing in a place that's uncomfortable 100 percent. and also a, a good place to uh you know have this stuff worked out is work out with your friends your friends let you slip up your friends let you make mistakes and they're going to call you out on it if you do anything wrong. And then, you know, 10 years from now, I hope I'm a better person than who I am right now. I don't think I'm a shitty person, but I'm sure in 10 years from now, I will look back at something and be like, I could have been a lot better at that, that kind of thing. So thank you to the four of you for uh, keeping me in check at any point. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, you know, the good the good group of people that you keep around you is who's going to keep you honest. You don't want people to just agree with my, my fiance will, she's the first one to be like, hold on a second. You can't say that. And I'm like, okay, 
Thank you. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> and I grew up. I was I was very fortunate to grow up around like the strongest member of my household was my mother. She like, and and the strongest mem- member of her household growing up was her mother, my grandmother. So right away, I was taught like, you know, my mom. I still to this day refer to my <laughs> nether regions as testicles. I will not say nuts or balls or anything like that because my mom was like, "What the fuck are we talking about?" It's just well, I'm just talking about. Like, I'm talking about. Look, I'm talking about setting an example at an early age of what you should and shouldn't talk about around a female. That's what she Is was saying to me. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> 100%. I love how you got to that, and I'm not editing any of it out. No, I'm not ashamed of it. I, mean, no, I, I, I kind of get your point, but that was a weird way to get there. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Content, content, content. I'm sorry, Dave. I feel as though we should, guys, we should validate the vulnerability that Dave just entered into by just opening that door to whatever the hell that was. Open the door. To- <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was, as we've mentioned, uh, my mom is one of the men, like the few listeners of this podcast, and uh, you know, she, it was just me and her, gro- like growing up, there was just the two of us in a house, and so um, you know, learning about being a. a, a a polite and nice person towards women uh i would say i i I had it really easy to learn about that and i I still you know i made a lot of mistakes and i've uh i i actually had a a moment like i don't know it must have been almost a year ago now where i was hanging out with an 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 old friend of mine and i apologized to her about how i acted in high school and she was like it's fine and i'm like no it's not fine and i'm so sorry like it was not okay And she was like, "You, it's it was like ten years ago. Like it's fine." And I'm like, "That's very nice of you, and I'm I'm so glad that you think it's fine, and I like that that you feel okay about it. I just want you to know that I'm sorry." And again, I don't want to get into that white knight territory, but I just I just wanted to like I wanted it to be clear. I was I felt something. I learned about it, you know. Um, and so I I, I think that being vulnerable, being open in all of those situations is just so important. It's just mm-hmm. you have to do it. And I think this might be a good point. We probably should have mentioned it earlier. But, you know, for anyone who's listening, everybody has their thoughts on these matters and, you know, has opinions on how you can make it better. If you hear something that we're saying that you're like, oh, you really missed the mark here. And here's why I think that I open that criticism, you know, in whatever channel it may be. Because I really do want to know that because, you know, while there's five of us here, if we have 500 people listen to this podcast and a couple of them email me, hey, I think maybe you could go a little bit further on this. I value that. So there's but they definitely, can't email you, know, you. I only I'm the only one. Who can email you. They have <laughs> to fair. at you on Instagram. Like, DM, DM on IG. OK, well, yeah. let them email you, Olivia, and then you <laughs> forward what am I, your us. secretary. Yeah, that's what not, good. To, like... not good. Wow, Dave. You're what are you the microphone trying to limit her? Jesus! First it was balls, now it's secretary. Get your shit together, Dave. Smarten the fuck up. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. God, no, I just that was I was saying because you said you're the only one that can email us. We're so Dave. Look at both of us. We're so red right now. Ah, dude, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I was being the <laughs> shitty one trying to commandeer access to you only through your email address. And how is it that you're the bad guy here? I know. 
<laughs> I, I do want to point out that so your husband Jared had asked me for what the email was to the show. Mm-hmm. He couldn't find it on his own. I just want to point That's that good. out. You've That's emailed good. a bunch of times. We've never had to give times. the email to you. It's yeah, on Olivia, the website. You got you to stop Jared from talking to us. You can't let him do that. <laughs> he never even emailed us. He asked Sorry. for the email and never followed through. Oh, well, you know, he's good at other things. Man of action. <laughs> other, yeah, other things. <laughs> other things. Just other things. We didn't tackle this subject uh, with this idea of like, hey, we're going to tell you how to fix this and that kind of stuff. It's really most of all to, to kind of discuss it and if hopefully, you know, get people a little bit more comfortable and show our vulnerability and, you know, willingness to make mistakes and learn from it. So no, like, fuck you guys. I'm not being vulnerable anymore. Today. <laughs> no, Dave, Dave, don't do that. Don't shut down. I'm shutting down. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I was going to say, because Hagen said something about being a white knight and like that term has come up a couple of times. And I thought actually we should enter into a white knight space. Like as the people who hold the privilege what can the white knights out there, what can the people who say, okay, I'm not the one who's having to look over my shoulder when I'm loading up my gear into my car after a gig. Like, by the way, I always am looking over my shoulder trying to get somebody to walk with me to my car after a gig. Um, like, if you hold that space, what can you do with that space? What can be done? Actual, like, it's good to talk about it. That's the first place. Be vulnerable about it. Great. What's next? Let's start, you know, listen and keep your eyes open. Watch for that kind of a thing. Yeah. Don't be afraid to jump in and say, hey, motherfucker, get away. Like, you can't be doing that shit. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when I'm hesitant to use the term white knight is that, you know, I know a couple people who, like, literally will jump on any, you know, uh, situation to say, hey, look what I'm doing, that kind of thing. So that's kind of what I meant by it. Um, Not that it's ever bad to help someone you feel is being discriminated or even take that out of it, like, you can just help somebody like who you think may be in a bad position, but then also you have to like, I, I think to answer your question, Olivia, what's, uh, you know, maybe the hardest point is you see something that you may think, Hey, this is a bad boundary or a boundary is being crossed here. And then, you know, if I were to say, walk up to you, Olivia and say, Hey, do you need help loading your gear out? And then you say, no, that doesn't mean you need to press, you know, on that kind of thing i think that's where my hesitation comes from uh, in using that term is that you want to be helpful but then also you don't want to be that exact person who's making a new issue by being too helpful i guess i don't know yeah exactly yeah i think you, i mean i think that's a good point so i've only so i've done i do solo music and then i've also been in two different bands and i've always been the only woman in the band and so that's changed the way, like, we approach gigs. It's changed the way we um, we behave. Like, I've refused to be the tambourine player just because I didn't want to, like, fill in that trope and be the girl tambourine right. player backup singer, uh, which is stupid. I should just, like, play tambourine. Um, but I think, like, some it's of hard. it is it's when hard. you're... So trying to make it as a musician, especially if you're not coming at it from the Beyonce level platform... A lot of it's like, you know, you're working your social media game, you're trying to get the gigs. Like, there's a lot of grinding out there. And if you're looking at grinding, you're trying to make yourself look as an attractive music ensemble as much as possible. And I can't tell you how many times I've been like, oh, yeah, Olivia, you stand in the middle. It's like me and the guys. Or Olivia, what are you like? What are we doing? What are we doing clothes wise? Like, and I think anytime you have an opportunity to not try and leverage your woman for the attractiveness factor 
is would be good. Now, I know you guys are like a threesome all male band, so you should stop trying to put Jackson in the middle of everything, guys. It's really what I'm trying to say. I go hey, in the middle. I go in the middle. Power to you. Yeah, we put Hagen in the middle. I go in the He's middle. The best looking oh, one. that is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I no, I couldn't agree with that more. I've been a part of some photo shoots and other bands that I've been in where it's like the guys are showing up wearing, you know, a, a collared shirt with some nice pants, and the girl has to wear a skimpy dress. And I, or, you know, I can't tell you how many singers I've heard complain about wearing heels. And yeah, I'm like, it's yeah, I get it. I don't understand heels. I don't understand why people. I, whatever. If you want to wear heels, wear them. It makes a shapely calf. That's it. It makes the shapely. But like, if you, I just don't, I don't think anybody should ever be pressured to do anything like that. I already hate it enough as it is when someone's like, "You have to wear all black and a suit to this gig." I'm like, I don't want to be in this band anymore. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and, and go on my my tangent, which is, I think men should give a lot more shits about how they dress. That too. Uh, it's, 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 it's such a thing where like there's this expectation that like society has put on the way that women dress. And I think that's a complete load of horse shit. Cause men put zero effort in the way they look. And I hate that. I hate that so much. Like men, men need to put in more effort in the way they look. It just, it just, ha- it just needs to be the, the way. Um, As a heterosexual woman, I am fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that's going to be the hottest take of this episode. Shockingly. <laughs> Boys look pretty. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I being in being in bands where uh, the band the band is fronted by a woman, I think that I, I, I've def, I've definitely seen like the stuff where, uh, you know, while while she is like loading out or whatever is happening, there's always something going on. Um, there's always the thing with the with like the photo shoot and what's going to be worn and stuff like that. And and I, I I guess I've had a blasé attitude in the past. That's something that I should probably like get rid of. Where it's just like I I, I usually will like. You know, she's usually with her boyfriend or something like that is happening. But I, I mean, I could definitely do more in terms of like, you know, being a helpful person. Um, I don't know. That's it, it's that that's a, that's such a thing that I just so rarely think about when I'm working. I guess you know, mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like that's well, that's not an excuse, but it's just like if I'm called to if I'm if I'm at a gig and I'm I'm playing, I'm like okay, I played, I'm loading, I'm taking my drums out and I'm going, and I'm not thinking about the outside normally. I'm just like, let's get my drums off stage and. Let's go have a drink or let's go home, you know? Yeah, right, you're working. Yeah. Do you guys That's... mind if I read out the top 10 earners of 2019 in music? See, I was hoping some of that great podcast research was going to come up this time. <laughs> as long as it's not like, number one, Imagine Dragons. Number two, Imagine Dragons. <laughs> is there a Here, how about 20, 21 pilots, yeah. 21 pilots, dude. So this is from uh, 2019. This is from Forbes.com. Uh so number one, and I won't read out how much they're earning, but number one is Taylor Swift. I don't think any of us are shocked by that. Number two, Kanye West. So let's just out of the top ten, let's you know, I'm not trying to make a point of like, oh, here's the percentage of women in music and top earners, but you know, just kind of think about how many that I'm talking about. So Taylor Swift, Kanye West, Ed Sheeran, The Eagles, Elton John. Jay-Z and Beyonce are tied, which is hilarious because they're married. <laughs> and Drake, Diddy, and Metallica. Metallica so those, made the list. Yeah, mm. number 10. So of those, there are two women on that list. Yeah, so, thank you for, And one thank of the for, women is tied with her husband. Thank you yes. for telling us they're married. I, you know, I, I really, I didn't know. I appreciate you informing us of that information. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, you know, just talking about that, but... 
I also wonder how many of them are struggling to maintain their finance, financial, you know, like independency or independence, sorry. Uh, you know, like last week when we were talking about Britney Spears and I, before this episode was trying to think of other examples of that. And, you know, I was talking with my girlfriend. Uh, I know that Beyonce's parents were, uh, kind of controlling. I don't know all the details of that, but yeah, nowhere near, yeah, nowhere near the, um, Britney Spears level, but, and then also Taylor Swift has had that huge, um, you know, I, I don't know what you call it, but uh, fight just trying to own her music, which arguably that's a huge issue for every musician, but also just the, her whole situation with her music being bought from out, out from under her, all that kind of stuff. And you really don't hear those as much when it comes to the male musicians. I haven't heard the same thing coming from Drake. The only thing I know about Drake is he grooms uh, young women and then also we still have him as a top earner which I have no fucking clue why we still have Drake as a musician but because he's a another. top earner send yeah. him back to Degrassi High send Drake back to Degrassi High please <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know I, I'm not you know trying to make some big aha point but you know just things to think about that you know maybe the only situation that I can think of where uh, a really prominent in pop music of a male being controlled by somebody uh you know is all the motown artists but that that gets into a whole nother topic really and then also right. taking away that would be um you know like the jacksons and how their uh father treated them that kind of thing yeah or i mean maybe maybe an example could be uh michael jackson buying all the rights to the beatles music out from under them but still, like these aren't as dramatic dramatic as a case, and I brushed up a little bit more on the Britney Spears case since last week, and I was just like, Holy "Oh, are we shit. gonna do last like, week's episode again? Can we do it again? <laughs> Let's just do it like right now." I'm just trying to make the point that like somebody who has a net worth of like fifty something million dollars but can't, you know, use it, that's just fucking nuts to me. And yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. That's there's there's ingrained sexism in there somewhere, and I know she it. she wants to make the hearing public. I saw that. Yeah, I mean most hearings are. I'm just saying, it's not like All I right. know anything about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting if the judge decided not to have it be an open hearing. Well, so the the, uh, the issue with the last one be, uh, being that like they they had their hearing on Zoom and all the 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 free Britney people like hacked into the Zoom call and made it an issue, like that was that was a big a big problem. So I mean, like her making it public on some level is good, but also like the free Britney people have to calm down. But that's not what we're talking about. Well, today. that's that's not going to happen. No, it's not. It's, it's almost not. like they're creating a similar issue that Britney Spears is in right now by taking her control of the situation away from her. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, weird. It's, it's not. It's not good. Like the. the I'm not. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to talk about it again. Don't worry. Are you sure. I'm done. We're good. We're good. I'm done. I listened to another <laughs> podcast about it today. I'm good. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to keep you here all day, Olivia. But. What else do you think I'm doing? Like this is again the highlight of my month. This is I've been so excited. I yeah, I'll stop. Well, there. we're gonna have you on more often. Like I, I'm comfortable saying that on air. 
but yeah, um, live to regret it, those words. <laughs> <laughs> Is there uh, anything on this topic that you know we really didn't discuss or you know mention that you feel should be discussed before we kind of wrap it up and say what we're listening to? I still want to know more of those questions. Oh, uh, here we go. We'll just rip this Band-Aid right off. I'll read right from the sheet right here. So uh, have you ever been asked to collect the band check or payment? Like, you know, when you got to go chase the check after a gig? Have you ever been asked to do it because you were perceived as being more successful because of your gender? No. Yeah. I've gone to hunt down money from old bar managers before. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. I've had to do that, but not because I'm ever perceived to be more successful than anybody else. You're just the guy that got the short strap. <laughs> yeah, I typically avoid doing that because I don't like staying up super late. Yeah, it I think it's because I. That. It's because I pack up the fastest. Yeah, I, there's I, that, right? Yeah. I was going to say, might be you're more motivated than some other people. Yeah. yeah is it yeah. because you have less pedals to pick up than the guitar player? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I normally have to do it because I'm the last one there, so it's just you... easier for me to get it. <laughs> so. All right, and then the last question. Have you ever been discouraged from pursuing a gig or an opportunity or going and playing music with people, collaborating with people because of the potential threat of sexual assault? No. Absolutely okay. not, no. I definitely yeah, no. have. No. That's crazy. So you, do you yeah. have any... Uh, I mean, if it's if it's too painful to bring up, it's not. If you wouldn't mind sharing with us some stories or some experiences that you've had. Well, I mean, a lot of it. So I play folk music predominantly, although we're kind of starting to lean into this like bluesy thing, and I'm not sure even where my footing lies anymore. But you know, there's a lot of just like jamming that happens in those circles, and a lot of times women will be looking out for other women, and I've been pulled aside multiple times by women in these maybe more social settings and said, "Hey." Make sure you don't go over to so-and-so's house or don't go jam with so-and-so because they've been known to grab or they've been known to to go in for some kind of touching that is inappropriate. And that is an assault. So that's the way it, I told you guys they were like not fun questions when I was writing them. Like I had no idea it was going to come across this this awful. And, and the reason is because this is the reality. Like this is the reality women deal with. I think we're all just, we all just feel like we, like we want to apologize. Don't, no. <laughs> Hearing this, no, but you know what I mean? That's the feeling that I get anyway when I hear, when I hear examples of things like this and stories like this, I just feel so bad. Well, thank well, you, I, I think there's some degree of like, everybody knows this is a problem, but nobody yeah. hears the specifics about like, I've never even thought about going to pick up the, you know, check at the end of the gig as a thing where that would be a factor. But it obviously it is. So it's, yeah. I, I guess, hard to hear that because then you realize I didn't thought about this enough or I don't pay attention enough, maybe. Yeah, something yeah. as simple as walking down the street, which I think absolutely nothing about, is, you know, being brought to light that that's, you know, an issue, it, you know, for some people. It, it's yeah, hard to I hear. Mean, I've seen, I've been on stage before and, like, you know, I usually stand in the back of the stage and I've seen creepy creepy fucking old men just stand there and ogle at a female lead singer because they think that she's attractive and just stand there it's so like unembarrassed about what they're doing and being very obvious about it too it's yeah fucked up and i guarantee really- you when she's going to her car she's looking over her shoulder for that guy because she sees him like she blipped on yeah. he blipped on her radar 
if my fiance is at a show, she's like, hey, can you walk me out to my car? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm sorry that we live in a fucking society that we have to do that. But yeah, I'd love to. Can yeah. we end on a high note? I wanted to end on a high note. Well, uh, I, I, oh, I want to bring up something something of a, 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 it's not a joke question. I feel like everyone thinks it's a joke question or a joke topic. Uh, but I would like to uh, hear your opinions on I, whoever, however you want to say it, WAP, WAP, wet ass pussy. What do you think about <laughs> what it? What the fuck? I'm so glad you asked. I, I would like to know your thoughts and opinions on it. I, this so is, I don't, because I haven't listened to it because I don't have time for things like that. Oh, you should um, listen to it. So, <laughs> um, I so as far as my opinion about things like that being said, like, I don't know. It doesn't. The word pussy doesn't bother me. Like, I'm not offended by it. I'm not. I'm, I'm offended by derogatory terms of any variety being used, but it just as a word on its own, like, yeah, fuck, whatever. So the the thing about the song, I mean, a lot of people are upset because it's this, like, you know, this bad example for young girls and it's you know this rap song about sex and stuff like that and uh it's you know regardless of rap songs about sex well so (laughs) this is the thing is that like suddenly we can pick and choose that like oh you know all of these songs written by men that are about sex all these rap songs written about men that are about sex are, are are not as bad as this song you know but this song this one this one sticks out as a problem it doesn't Wait, matter if you like Hagen, the song. Are or you not. telling me that why don't we do it in the road by the Beatles is not acceptable now? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm saying that if you think I'm, I'm, I'm saying if you think wet ass pussy is not acceptable, then yes, then that's then, then then none of it's acceptable. That's it. That's all it comes down to. I, I had a conversation with a friend who he was like, I think it's it's derogatory to women, and I was like, cool. Then do you think every all like this song and this song and this song are 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 they derogatory? Are they problematic? Are they offensive? Uh, that are all written by men. And he was like, "Well, well, I, I guess I never thought about that." And I'm like, "Right." So this is the thing. You can't. It can't. It can't be one way. It has to be both ways. Um, and yeah, I I mean, I personally I think the song's super fun. I like the song. Uh, but uh, it's it's definitely been one of the 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 most interesting and 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 fun hot button issues of quarantine. Um, but <laughs> I I. I watching like ben shapiro talk about it and watching all you know just people being stupid about it it's uh it's something to me that just it just screams like this is an exciting thing for women in music to to like have a really popular song about sex you know oh like lizzo's been doing this lizzo came out with all this like super body positivity she's got crazily explicit songs about sex and enjoying sex yeah really like I listen to, I love Lizzo. She's one of my favorites. And I listen to her and I go, oh, oh my, that's saying some things. Like, that's a little, my Southern sensibility is a little. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it was a big yeah. thing when that happened, too. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, body image stuff and the fact that Lizzo isn't, you know, 120 pounds. Yeah, that Liz, a lot of Lizzo's lyrics are about, about not, about, like, you know, feeling good in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, I, I, I really, I really love to see that stuff. Ha- I mean, I've, I've listened to, I listened to Lizzo when that, when that album dropped, I listened to it all the time. It was so good. It's absolutely incredible. Hell yeah. And that was kind of, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to take, I'm going to pivot on that and say that the high note I wanted to end on was essentially saying that sexual attractiveness is an okay thing. It is okay to find people attractive. It is okay to find musicians sexually attractive. It is okay to listen to music and be like, God, the voice with the body, like, that's working for me. 
because I definitely do the same thing. Like that is an okay thing to do. It's whenever objectification comes in is when you replace all of the merit of the musician with the way that they look. And we start to move those things interchangeably. And then, of course, sexual assault and harassment is a totally off zone, not okay. But it's okay to find people attractive. And it's okay to have music that, that strikes you in those ways. Right, yeah. To have to, you could be a pr- provocative entertainer. I, I was watching... Uh an interview that Miley Cyrus did the other day. And she was talking about how like she's doing the VMAs this year and she wanted to have more input. She recently directed her, a music video that she released and she wanted to have more input on what her performance was going to be. And then she had to tell her producer like, Hey, I want to be treated like, treat me like a male artist. Don't treat me like a female artist. And he was like, he was like, well, I mean like uh, a, a male artist wouldn't be dressing the way you are. And she was like, um, sex sells, motherfucker, and I'm sexy. So that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm doing you guys a favor by doing what I'm doing. Still, don't treat me like a like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did, did you watch her performance at the VMAs? Did you watch that? No, I haven't seen it. I didn't know it was out yet. Yeah, it was last week. It was, it was great. It was really good. I was yeah. too scared to get COVID since they approved that, you know, whole thing happening. So there, it's it's it. like it's like very um <laughs> all, all the dancers all the backup dancers are wearing masks the whole time it's uh it's it's very like they handled it the best way they could <laughs> to do to, to actually do the vmas they did it they, they did it a well a, a good way i would argue the best way they could have handled it was by not doing it at all sure but, but if they're gonna do it yeah, then that's right. the best way they but could that, do I mean, it they probably all got tested and had to quarantine i think they did i, I, I think did they, yeah there, there's tons of articles about that, and that's a news topic I've just like steered away from because I was like, I'm so sick of talking about COVID, except for those stupid fucking bikers up in wherever that is. <laughs> Sturgis. It, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying it right that time. You should know the, all these episodes have been like screaming into my car with the correct pronunciation of the biggest biker festival in the oh world. Oh my god, that. That's what I've always wanted as a podcaster is to know. Like I have verbal confirmation now that somebody is screaming at me. <laughs> when that's I'm how wrong. you know you've made it. I've made it. <laughs> People get mad at you. Oh, oh Jackson, good. that's not the first time. That oh, yeah, no, definitely time. not. Well, to wrap this up, I you know wrap up the topic at least. Uh, you know, I don't want to speak for everyone, but thank you, Olivia, for giving us your perspective and speaking on this. Uh, nothing but love from the four of us and. You know, thank you very much for coming on. Thank I'm you giving for me my one me. hand claps. My one hand claps. Ew, that's so oh, gross, that dude. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna compliment you guys as being the guys who are willing to enter this space and have this conversation. Kudos. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Y'all want to talk about what we're listening to? Olivia, do you want to do you want to give us a hey listen? Do you want to do you want to do a hey listen mm, for mm, us? Because that's my least favorite part of the episode. Every time, I don't oh, like it. Oh man, I don't like it. Just no. that part, or you don't yeah, want to hear part. what we're listening to? Okay. I don't like the recording, and I don't like the fake recording. Oh. yeah. Well, I like the wow. section. It's interesting because you know it's always great to hear Dawes and Coheed and Cambria every week. <laughs> yeah. it's great. No, that's what everybody no. wants. No. I uh, that unfair, unfair. It's not and unfair. Hagen, I'm glad. Everyone, that... if you would uh, email them and let them know how not unfair that comment is. Yeah, I, I hope uh, Olivia, our only emailer, does not email <laughs> us. I'm timing it right now. 
Here's my hey list. He's gonna eat us and just be like, he's right. Here's my here's my hey list in this time. Fuck you guys. (laughs) I just got beer all over my fucking pop filter. All right, you know I'll go first. I've been listening to a uh, a trio uh, of you know. You can expect it. It's uh, three white dudes wearing flannel. It's uh, Pedro the Lion. I just uh, started listening to them this week, and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I've heard the name, but never really listened to them. But I won't bore you with another deep dive of them. Uh, But I really enjoyed it. If you uh, are wandering down the emo rabbit hole, as I always am, there's another one for you. Well, I listened to uh, an album that Jackson mentioned earlier. Phoebe Bridger's album Punisher, which is also, I would agree, very great. I don't know about number one album of the year, but very good. It's not the number one album of the year. That's That goes to Moses Sumney. But I, I'll it is listen the to best that next sounding. It, it's so, like, you need to listen to Moses Sumney. I'll send you it. It's amazing. But with Phoebe Bridger's, I don't see how a singer-songwriter ended up sounding like that. Like, I've heard her, like, voice memo demos. Uh, and I have no clue how she got from that to what she got. It's just incredible. I don't know how like somebody's brain works like that. Uh, I've been listening to a guy named Jason Bozell. He released album in 2010 called Hustler's Son, and I was also listening to Brandy Carlisle's record, By the Way, I Forgive You. Uh, I mentioned The Stand Atlantic a while ago. They're like a, a pop-punk band from Australia. It's like... Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and say it's like Better Paramore. Like, it's really good. Their album Pink Elephant came out. It's really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. I'm in love with it. And then um, I I might have mentioned Peach Pit before. Peach Pit's a really cool indie band, and they released an album called You and Your Friends. Uh, and uh, Black Licorice, which is like one of the singles off of it, has just been in my head all week. It's so good. Incredible song, incredible album. Olivia. Here's your chance. I'm Not so many excited. people get a second chance to do this. I'm very excited. What have you been listening to? And please don't say a folk or bluegrass. You lost us last time. I have no clue who those people are. <laughs> that is so offensive. That is so offensive. Are you saying, so offensive. Are you saying don't say those genres in general? Or? Like, yeah, don't, I'm, don't say oh, those. I'm sorry. I'm only allowed to like the music you like. 100%. I think he's saying that you're not allowed to say I've been listening to folk, I've been listening to bluegrass. <laughs> you, you may only say Dawes and Coheed and Cambria. Okay, just I'm, so we know. I'm going to slip out of frame real quick to get the booger out of my nose that's been bothering me the past hour. So. Oh, yeah. Now you're getting out of frame. After you said that one thing, you're going to just dip out of frame after that's that. It. That's, it. that's the perfect time to do it. I'm just going to say, you guys, you guys are great on the metal scene like you got a solid pop thing you got the prog rock thing going on but there's a lot of underrepresentation of other musical genres in this group of people so i was actually looking forward to the opportunity to represent what a lot of the other people in the world listen to and that is folk music lots yeah. of people like folk music so but that is being said so folk music comes after the fact that frankly i've been listening to the hamilton soundtrack like constantly since july 4th pretty much Constantly. I can sing the whole thing. Just the whole thing. Uh, well, go for it. We need to pad some time. Nope. Nope. That's not happening. I really want to host like a competition where you have people come on that say they can sing Hamilton and it's like start at the top and then whoever can make it all the way through. Like there's some massive prize if you can sing all of it, like even David Diggs parts all the way through to the two and a half hour mark. Like who's the last man standing? That sounds like a game show you should pitch, should pitch to Disney Plus. 
That'd be fun, but right? But for real, but, hey, give us some folk artists to listen to. All right, so my go-to constantly is a woman named Joan Shelley. She's the shit up for a Grammy. Um, just absolutely simple, beautiful. If you're trying to think of um, music being simple melody um, and, and, and the beauty really being in the fact that it's pared down, it's less produced. She's one of my favorites. Um, I recently got turned on to a band called The Lowest Pair. Um that was fantastic. And anytime, like I do a lot of work where I can't really listen in to what I'm listening to. Uh, but Alexi Murdoch is somebody who's my absolute go-to. And I bring him up because not only is he a fantastic musician, but he's really easy on the eyes. And it's okay to be both. So, hey, Olivia, I know this about you, that you're a big fan of the Chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. And I don't think any of us have listened to their new album, Gaslighter. I have not is either. Is it safe? What the fuck? I, I I'm not that this big a fan. Like, chance. I don't know why you think that. Yo, yo, my, my, I think my mom's heard it, and I haven't talked to her about it yet. So, mom, text me if you listen to that album. I'm not going to call you and ask you about it like a good son. You just need to listen to this episode. and, and <laughs> Leave a voicemail. Like, here's how we can do this, is leave a voicemail on Hagen's phone of your review of the Chicks album, and then we can put that inlay on the next episode. And I and I know that she can listen to it, especially because she's on my Spotify family plan. So she has access. So what she can son. listen to That's it. That's so sweet. I also gave her Disney Plus access so she could watch Hamilton before our episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really want your mom on the podcast. Like, she needs to come on the pod. She would hate that so much. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> she would so be. She'd be. Fun. She'd be a we blast. Get all of our moms on the podcast. That, no, that's just, a bad idea. just my mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Let's a get bad my idea. mom on the podcast. Happy. <laughs> what you need to do, Dave, is like one week when because we talk about what we're gonna do in the lead up to the episode. You need to just tell us like, oh, blah blah blah, normal stuff, and then send your mom into the Zoom call. And we'll be like, Instead well, what's happening? <laughs> that would be good. Just really blindside us. Your mom would just roast <laughs> us the whole time. She would just roast each one of us. Oh, yeah. Adam, what would your mom do? I don't think she knows what a podcast is. <laughs> would she be quiet? Probably. Okay. I like it's this idea that our moms that's are That's a family, just like you know, thing. Us. Just trick our moms into recording an episode for us. We're not even here. Just trick them. <laughs> <laughs> well... Thank you for your riveting review of the new Chicks album. Um, Guys, thank my you pop, again. My pop yes. filter smells like beer. This is so, uh, this is the worst. <laughs> this is Adam's bad. pants smell like beer. Hagen's pop filter smells like beer. Um, thank you Next again, Olivia. Two things are something to Dave's. Thank you. This is wonderful. Yes. This is like a dream come true, guys. If you want to talk to us, email us. Um, you know, we're on the social media. If any of the Phoebe Bridgers fans followed this long, we truly appreciate you. And also, we truly appreciate Phoebe Bridgers because I saw a significant percent increase of our internet traffic. So thank you, Phoebe Bridgers. Um, did you watch her Red Rocks thing that she that they released? No, but she did you watch the ESPN release this thing of her playing in an empty like LA stadium because she lives in LA and I was like, damn, like I don't know how big Phoebe Bridgers is, but I don't think she'd be playing a stadium right now. So yeah, that's right. awesome. Like take advantage of the pandemic. Hell yeah. And ESPN of all places posting that. ESPN yeah. posts whatever now. They just post anything. Especially like ESPN is basically sorry, Dave just been posting video game clips like so much 
because they they I mean, just like so so little the U- sports. No, the UFC is and, still going on. And e- well, all the sports are back now. A lot of them are back, but esports have they didn't stop. Esports didn't stop, so they just keep posting esports shit. It's great. So here here's a little fun fact for you guys. If you start talking about sports around me, I'm gonna act like Dave does whenever you mention a video game. I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> no, you won't. And no, just you won't. Uncontrollably get angry. No, 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 no. What Dave? What's what the, Dave what's does? The deal with the video games, Dave? What happened? You don't like it? Like this is? And okay. I, I'm very interested. Oh, like my experience with video games. I don't have the patience for it. I've I've mm. played like I used to play skateboarding video games and stuff like that. Hey, don't look surprised. I've the told fuck's you wrong before. with you? It's such a I just Other I'm curious in. about a man who has the patience to learn a musical instrument too. To quite good. I mean, you're you're quite a good musician, but you don't yeah, have the patience for a, a video game. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Okay, but the, <laughs> I just, but the, big, the the problem with it now is when it's like you know like. If the band is having a rehearsal or something and they start talking about video games, I'm just sitting there by myself like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Dude, it's... Uh, So, (laughs) my girlfriend's dad is very much of that mindset of like, video games are a waste of time. Uh, You can play them for hours and then nothing comes from that. And I get a little bit of that from Dave. No, uh, I don't think that at all. I don't think that at all. I I think Dave is more like me where it's just confusing because I'm not in that world and I don't yeah, play. it's the same thing with with Marvel movies and stuff like that. I just don't know what you guys are talking about, but I support it for sure. So, what's uh, it like to exist outside of culture? <laughs> this <laughs> is such a thing. Like, since all the you know the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff has been going on, my fiance and I have been trying to be very active in like reading up on things and taking part in that. But part of that was realizing that she she said to me, "We don't have any culture. Like, white people don't have culture." <laughs> Where did this no, we, come from when we we're talking about video games? Well, because like, I, I'm glad, like, I support what you just said, Dave. But I'm no, no, so happy no, to know because you read books. because it's like, beautiful. That's great. Be, I don't because whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Dave does not read books. No, no he I don't read books. So, oh, he, no. he was trying to imply he did. So your no, no. girl, your fiance, read books. She's the one. No, we were we were we've been reading up on stuff. Reading up on stuff doesn't mean you read you're reading books. Oh, read a so, book. Yeah. But you the reason take that back, back is Olivia. because because Olivia said, "What's it like to not have any or to be outside of the culture?" <laughs> and I said, "I don't have any fucking culture." Uh, <laughs> I apologize. I put you in a place to have to defend yourself, and that was not fair. This is me. three I times apologize. in this episode that when... I got sweatier and more embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> when it's not your fault, it's what the I other guy. When when bars were open, we we could all go to bars. Like a bunch of us would be talking about video games and nerdy shit, and Dave would just be in a circle of us and just just. <laughs> It didn't it didn't have to be a pause anything. He would just yell, "Nerd!" and then or or, or it would be or it'd be boring and yeah yeah. And or then, I just or I just when you guys are doing it on here, I'll just go. <laughs> oh, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that many times. <laughs> it's it's one of the worst feelings whenever I talk about the books because I'm really proud of that I'm reading books now. And then Dave will just at the end of it, just be like lame. And it's just like, oh, that my soul. I also I, did, I wasted forty hours reading that book. I also can't believe you just you you earlier quoted David Boster Wallace. I just I just like that's like that's totally acceptable. But you didn't finish Infinite Jest, so I, I got nothing for you. I will get my copy of Infinite Jest out, and my favorite chapter so far is the one where they just talk about how much cockroaches suck, and the character how he goes about killing cockroaches without having to touch them. Because that's a very real thing for me. Are we still recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, oh hey, this is, this, this is it. Yeah, uh, cheers, this is cheers, cheers to Olivia, everybody. Cheers to Olivia. Thank you for being on, Olivia. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Thanks, Olivia. Thank you guys for listening. Um, listen to this and actually pay attention to what we talked about, please, everybody. This is very serious. Uh, we had fun, but please, please learn something. I, I, I beg. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>